Well, it's time to discuss some of the big issues facing the world at the moment with the one and only Alex Selios from thebigsmoke.com.au. G'day, Alex. Hello, how are you? Very well. Now, I have a real problem with non-expert medical advice, but, um, well, there's people out there that have a thing called cyberchondria. Tell us about yes. that. So cyberchondria, it's actually a term that's describing people who become obsessed and anxious over Googling their symptoms. So they spend a lot of time Googling issues that they've got, health issues. Cyberchondria is classified as a term when you're excessive in your searches, mm. when you're finding it difficult to control yourself, when you find it distressing, whatever you're reading, and you actually have an impact on your day-to-day life in terms of the activity. So um, a group of therapists have actually looked into programs to help reduce cyberchondria and, um, and, and help people who have severe health anxiety issues. And it has a lot to do with it, and you said it correctly a moment ago when you mentioned you know, medical advice from people who aren't experts. Mm. It's about being aware of what you're searching. So don't take the search results automatically on autopilot because a lot of times there's just great SEO um, or they've sponsored the AdWords to be at the top of the ranking. It doesn't mean it's, it's the best or um, the most accurate outcome. Um, you know, be smart about how you're searching using, you know, reliable, high-quality, balanced information um, such as government-run websites or um, websites that are written by medical professionals to stay away from blogs and forums or social media, things like that. And and also the other thing is challenge yourself in, in terms of how long you spend time doing it. So mm. if you I mean it's normal with the information at our fingertips to want to Google, but then maybe limit the searches. So don't go down a rabbit hole. Good example, I have a new personal trainer that comes to my place yep. and um, we were working out this week and suddenly I had a pulsating muscle in my car. Yeah, and after a few minutes of googling, I was pretty sure I was going to get an amputated leg there <laughs> before finding out. No, Alex, so, Alex you said you worked out. For I've the got a, I've got a better piece of advice for people that are cyberchondriacs or even yeah. hypochondriacs. Um, go to the doctor while still Medicare is in place, and we still have bulk billing yeah. doctors. Go get a doctor to check it out for you. One because the research behind this also shows that people are more likely to Google, but then less likely to actually go and check out what they're afraid of, which uh, is an interesting juxtaposition. Yes, indeed, and and a potentially deadly one. You know, I, I know I'm laughing about it, but oh, goodness me! Look, let's talk about something a little bit uh, more lighthearted. Um, you've had a, you've had a chance to rank the most hated Christmas songs. Oh, look, there is one that I think should be at the top of the list, but I won't preempt the discussion. Well, tell me which one you would have at the, at oh, the top of your list. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. So I, when I read the list, I thought it must be done by a, you know, a group of retail assistants because number one on that list was All I Want for Christmas is You, which is, of course, the song most... Uh, stores play this mm. time of year and, and radio stations. Um, so, yeah, you're right. One was, number one was the Mariah Carey song. Number two, though, interestingly, was Do They Know It's Christmas like Band Aid, which I'm surprised about. Not because I think it's a good song, but because I just didn't think it was that played. Yeah, look, it is, it from a radio it's perspective, it's very, yeah, it gets a lot of high rotation at Christmas right. time, but it is a good song, but it was also um, done, it was a charity song. So, I'm surprised that people hate that. Well, yeah. The fifth song, though, on the list was actually Last Christmas by Wham, which surprised me because I think that's a fantastic song. But then number seven on the list is actually Baby It's Cold Outside. But 
not the original version, but the Tom Jones version. And I don't know if you've ever seen the Tom Jones version of Baby It's Cold Outside, mm. but it's just to give you a picture, it's black leather, it's cages, <laughs> it's questionable creep. He looks at a man and a woman, you know, what what is he put in her drink? It was a creepy video. And so I can totally see why that was one of the most hated Christmas songs. <laughs> well, my favourite Christmas song is Chris Rea's Driving Home for Christmas, so I'm hoping that wasn't on the list at all. That wasn't on the list, and my favourite Christmas song wasn't on the list either, which is Thank God It's Christmas by Queen. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, that's that's good news. But I'm, the best news is that Mariah Carey's at the top of the list. So here's a message to all you musical artists out there. Get some Christmas songs out into the system so we don't have to play Mariah anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, tell me about this uh, viral video of a beluga whale playing fetch with fishermen. It's got to be a G-up, doesn't it? So, no, it, it actually is real. Um, but, but a lot of these cute videos get get forwarded around and then shared. And I actually um, shared the video of the beluga whale because I thought it was cute. And I think videos like this indicate how we can see the engagement between humans and animals. We learn more about how sentient animals can be. And um, and, and so it's lovely. But, but with this particular video, and it's a little bit akin to the videos we see of um, elephants in Bali. So often you see people, you know, riding elephants in Bali. And now we're a little bit more educated around what the reality is behind that and the cool training that they go through. Mm. Um, and the beluga whale was an interesting story. So it, the, so marine biologists are saying that the beluga whale actually is an escapee former Russian spy, so military, one of the military animals. And it's now in the sea trying to recover from malnourishment. And it's actually in desperate need of being left alone by humans for its own safety. So there are concerns by the researchers who are trying to track its weight as, as he is attempting to survive away from human care and captivity. And it, it becomes a real issue in, in that process when people keep you know, going out and trying to find him to play. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, that's that's a little bit sad. Now, tell me about this. Look, I look. I, I am a religious person. I, I believe in God and I went to Catholic schools, but I, Ohio in the United States is just taking this one step too far, aren't they? Yeah, um, I have a really big issue with this story. It's uh, the Ohio State House of Representatives have just passed legislation, which is allowing public school students to get full marks on science tests um, if it's uh, an answer that reflects their sincerely held religious beliefs. So that could be um, something like you're trying to unpack what has happened historically in Egypt and instead of understanding the history of the Egyptians building pyramids, you claim and you sincerely believe that aliens um, created the pyramids. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's a real, really concerning bill. It's called the Ohio Student Religious Liberties Act. Um, and the problem around it is that assignment grades and scores are then calculated not against ordinary academic standards of, of, you know, scientific research and, 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 you know, critical legitimate concerns, but rather the religious content of their work. And uh, it scares me a bit to think that one could answer a question such as um, how, how does the earth orbit the sun? And the answer could be, well, the Lord works in mysterious ways and they get full marks for that. Um, to, to actually award unscientific answers is, is frightening. And just imagine... The, um, the increase in fake news that we'll see on the internet, and imagine a you know presidential candidate from Ohio in 30 years' time whose, whose education and grades support um, incorrect and non-scientific beliefs. Well, not only that, is every time you got a wrong answer, you're just going, oh, hang on, no, no, this is what my religion believes, whether they do yeah. or not. It's really concerning, and so it, it, you know it becomes a really big issue when you start talking about 
you know, how old the the earth is and, and, and not being able to um, help. I mean, I don't see the point in teaching students anything scientific or historical if you're then just allowed to respond with your religious beliefs. Um, mm. You might as well not go to school. Yeah, and particularly given that most of the major religions actually work their way around this um, and can reconcile their beliefs with science, um, I guess we're talking about small fundamentalist sects, really, that are going to be driving this. But um, a whole state is being run that way by the sounds of things. That, that's the issue. So we, we, I, I would even understand, possibly, if one particular religious school decided that they were going to be more lenient with such answers. The fact that it's a bill that's been passed in the Ohio, Ohio State House of Representatives frightening to me um, and I think that it's now more than ever um, you know shows the onus it has to be on the rest of society to push even harder for you know critical thought scientific research being validated and evidence-based concepts being taught absolutely frightening Alex always fun talking to you we'll catch up again next week thank you so much Alex Selios from the bigsmoke.com.au